of loving something more than we love God. Um, I used to love to play basketball. I had a couple problems. I wasn't very tall, and I wasn't very good, and I was not very athletic. Now, it's pretty hard when you have those attributes to be a great basketball player, right? But I love to play basketball, and I spent a lot of time on basketball floors. I mean a lot of time. And my knees hurt today, and I think probably a lot of it is because of the hours I spent on a basketball floor. But there were times where that was really the most important thing in my life. <clears throat> I'd spend all evening. I'd walk up to the school and spend all evening playing basketball, and it drove me. Um, I liked other sports, but basketball was the game I loved. And, you know, it never satisfied. First of all, I just wasn't good enough. And if you watch me play, you'd say, you were right. What were you thinking? You know, but, but I, st I still loved the game. And, and for a while, it was kind of my God when I was young. Now, some of that was about the time I came to fight faith in Christ. And, and I was learning, and I was sorting these things out. But it was really important to me. Well, anything that we desire or covet more than we desire or covet God is wrong. We need to be careful for that. So let's, uh, the first part of that, rethinking our needs and wants. If you watch TV for a little while, you can want a lot of things, right? Oh, boy. You want, in fact, I don't have my phone in my pocket. It's an iPhone 6. What's the latest one? What's the latest iPhone? Okay, whatever it is, I need it. I need it. Do you know why I need it? Because some guy on TV told me I needed it. That's why I need it, right? And, you know, we have a, a car that's four and a half years old. Four and a half years old, and it's just a car. You know, nothing special. And when I watch TV for a few minutes, I need a new car, right? And there's, there's a whole world out there that's telling me that I need these things. I, I will never forget a man who had worked as a missionary pulling into my driveway. If I've told this story before, I'm sorry. Uh, I can't remember what I said yesterday, so I wouldn't know. Uh, but he pulled into my driveway many years ago in a Jeep Wagoneer when they were quite the thing. And he needed to sell that Jeep Wagoneer. And, you know, he had the gall to tell me that God wanted me to have that Jeep Wagoneer, brand new. And, you know, I, I looked at him, and I, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe what he was saying to me. God wanted me to have that. I needed that Jeep Wagoneer. No, I didn't. I couldn't pay for it. I couldn't begin to pay for it. And that's what I told him. If God wanted me to have it, he'd have to give me the money. I can't pay for that thing. And so he went on his way. Uh, and, but he wanted me to believe that God wanted me to have it and that I needed it. Well, our needs can get all messed up in a hurry. And our wants and our needs are two different things. When we can be satisfied with a roof over our heads and food on the table and adequate clothing for the season, we've learned something there, haven't we? That's what we need. Now, from there on, it's all plus. And sure, it's nice. I have a TV and I have a cell phone. I mean, it's all fine. But, but those things are not important. I don't need them. And I don't need more of anything. I sure don't need more food. 
I don't need more of anything, right? Uh, it's enough. So our needs and our wants, we've got to sort those things out. Um, and, and that's not easy to do on itself. Uh, the, the second thing is that we need to, to trust the things that last. And, and that's what he tells us here. Don't, don't trust and don't treasure those things that are going to go away. Christ says the things that rust and moths uh, corrupt. Don't trust those things. But let's, let's invest in the things that last. What lasts? Jesus lasts. That's what lasts. What lasts? What's going to last forever? Living and walking with him, that's what's going to last forever. And that's where our treasures need to be. And I think that's what he's calling us to. And then that last part of that, he, he talks about this craving that some people have that they've wandered away from the faith. You know, that picture is an important one. Because as people lean into that craving, like the sword in the ribs, the more energy that they invest in that craving, the deeper that sword penetrates their life, and the more harm it does. And when we have a craving that's contrary to God, contrary to his word, contrary to his will, then as we lean into that craving, it's going to hurt us. In the end, it's going to do damage. It can't help us. It can't help us. It's like that sword just keeps slicing a little deeper. And so what do we do about it? Well, we crave Jesus. That's a good starting point. Loving God, use stuff. That's the end of all. Love God, use stuff. Love God's people. Don't use them. Love God's people. Use the stuff. It's just here for a little while. Let me give you a couple practical things that I think help me and I trust could help you. Here's some practical kind of action points to find contentment. Listen to this one, okay? Listen carefully. Everybody listening? Be thankful. Thankfulness. One of the signs of apostasy one of the signs of a falling away from God is unthankfulness. And folks, we need to be thankful. Give me five things this morning you're thankful for, just in a word or a phrase. Give me five things. My salvation. Amen. Give me another thing you're thankful for. What? Being able to walk. Oh, that's no small thing. You, you, Marty spent last week at a camp where many can't get around he saw that firsthand okay give me another thing Dwight godly parents give me another one children yeah oh wouldn't life be terrible without children when I see these senior communities and they say no kids allowed my goodness who wants to live there <coughs> kids are the life uh, I, I can't imagine it all right give me another thing that's only four what are you thankful for? Church family. Okay, me too. I'm thankful for Christ's church. Be thankful. Be thankful that you have what you need. When you get up and there's food in the refrigerator and you can eat, let's not think about what we don't have. Let's be thankful for what we do have. Focus on that. And then don't spend your time looking at others and what they have. That's a terrible place to be. That's a trap. You know, on our road, 
there are so many really nice cars, and I'm a car guy. I grew up in that culture. I like cars, you know, yeah, I like them. I, and, you, you know, some of these cars, they, they really turn my head. And if I take a good look at what the neighbor down the street or up the street has in a car, pretty soon I can want that, need that, covet that, desire that. It isn't hard to turn my heart to that. And so let's not look at what others have. It has nothing to do with what God has for our life, right? It's not important what others have. They can have a big fancy house. So what? Thank the Lord that they can live that way. That's good. Um, but that's not where we are. It's what we, not what we need. So don't focus on whether, what others have. And then the last thing, the obvious, seek the things that last. Let's put our heart into, our desires into. Let's covet the things that last forever. Let's desire those things and nothing that would break our contentment with God. Jesus said, take care, be on guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Can I get an amen on that? Yeah. It doesn't consist in the abundance. That's Luke 12. Well, we'll close there. I enjoyed this section. I enjoyed reading it this week. I've enjoyed First Timothy. And I've, I've enjoyed the studies in First Timothy. And folks, I know, I know, I know that the church is not about a building. But the church can help us find contentment. God's word can help us find contentment. One another us together can help find contentment. The Holy Spirit, particularly, can help us find contentment. So we come together. One of the things we want to do is to help each other in this walk of life, right? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, uh, I pray that you'd help us each one to find contentment in you. I pray that our heart would be to have that real wealth that comes with godliness. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these, our friends this morning. And, and I pray that through your word that you'd mold us, that you'd make us more like Jesus. And Lord, if there's one here who's never given their heart to Christ, uh, we haven't talked to them this morning. We haven't talked about salvation. But you alone are the author of salvation. And I pray if there is someone that they'd see how far away these things are from them and that their desire would be to walk with you. And Lord, we uh, commit the morning to you. For those who are away, Lord, would you help them wherever they are uh, and help them to meet their needs. And we ask this in the name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus. Amen.